The South Side is definitely in the building. Welcome to another episode of Talking Back to the Teacher, the only podcast where it's 100% perfectly acceptable, encouraged, and it is exactly what we want to do. We want you to talk back to the teacher. There's a lot of things we touch on today, and all of them compact with history. We talk about childhood, we talk about Illyria, we talk about Southside, we talk about family dynamics, family legacy, we touch on mental health, that is a big part of what we're talking about today. All of that is packed into this episode. This is a good one right here. This one, you, you don't want to miss this for sure. Don't forget about being the business owner, the entrepreneurship, the the face of a company, CEO and founder and owner. That's in here too. We got it all today, baby. We got it all. Growing up in the church, south side of Illyria, why it's so dear and near to her heart and why it has a special place in my heart. We go back to SBC. There's a whole lot of things, whole lot of names, whole lot of history. There's more history in this episode than any of my other episodes because we go back 35 plus years. So without further ado, Miss Keandra, now is your time to talk back to the teacher. All right. So first question, tell me in 2023, what are you most proud of about the accomplishments you've made in life? That's question um, number one. <laughs> I, I know. It's funny, though, because I got nominated for an award. Um, I didn't win the nomination. It was a uh, Cleveland Moving and Shakers, right? And they said the same thing. And I don't think my answer was what they were looking for. I think they was looking for more a business one. But I think the biggest one I said was like the fact that I'm an auntie mom. I have custody over my niece and nephew who are 12 and 14. And I think to be like 34 now, uh, and getting them at 30, right? You know, they say you, you're young and dumb at 20. But to be 34, um, taking on responsibility of raising my niece and nephew, I think it's, like, I keep saying it's a big accomplishment because every day I'm still learning. Every day I'm learning, like, what it means to be a parent, a single parent. Not just, like, how people, like, I'm single parent, but, like, I'm single Kiki. And then, like, I took on this parent role. And it's like, man, this is a doozy. They able to, like, go through those challenges and, like, every day, you're going to win some, you're going to fail some. But I think to me, like, that's a big accomplishment because, yeah, there's definitely days I want to quit. Like, definitely there's some days I'm like, yo, you ready to, you ready to step back into this role? Like, so, like, for me, I, I just keep saying them. And I know as much people want to, like, kudos me, like, oh, that's a great job. You took on your niece and nephews. It's like, what else was my option? I already had a nephew who my cousin raised since he was months old. And I saw the neglect that he felt because he wasn't taking it. So, so I think that's my accomplishment is just being be able to uh, multitask, being this auntie mom, right? Being this entrepreneur, just being a young black woman. I, I emphasize that especially. Like, I tell people, I'm black, dot, dot, dot. I'm a woman. Like, I'm a black woman. So, like, to be a black woman and just trying to move forward and then make difference in our in my community. Well, I say ours because it's still home for you. It's Definitely. a lot. Yeah. So, trying to, like, be a parent and doing all the different things and you no know, my life didn't change it got adjusted you know there was a transitioning period they were eight and about to be 11 when i got so we couldn't change everything we just had to learn how to adjust because at that point there's some things that they already experienced in life so we ain't changing too much a lot of people would take that opportunity to talk about you know businesses and and career and whatever else and yours has been family <laughs> yours has been family oriented that's been a part of your journey 
for the longest. Like you've always been surrounded by a strong community, uh, lots of family. Um, your, your name or family name echoes throughout not just the city of Elyria, but also through Lorraine County and through the state of Ohio. That kind of leads me to my next question. Like you're wearing a shirt that says greatness recognizes greatness. Everything that I see you wearing, I feel like is trademarked or you have your own brand yeah. um, and it's amazing. It, it speaks to so many people on so many various levels, regardless of what it is that you are wearing, selling, advertising. It speaks to a multitude of people. So I'm curious about the vision and how long you've been in that entrepreneurial space and then also within the fashion design space as well. So I feel like all my life as a kid, like, you know, how, like schools, you had to do a little fundraising, stuff like that. It never worked out for me. I ain't gonna say I've ever been a winner. Never was a winner. I learned from having a single parent mom, right? She taught me as a kid, like, if you want what you, if you want something, you gotta go after it. So for me, I learned, like, I wanted a lot and I got some of it. But for the other things I wanted, and I had to order for it. So I would say as a kid, because um, I used to actually go and buy the box of candies. Not this one to school for a reason. I used to go to like GFS. Buy the box of candy, case of candy, and I go to the football game. I go to school. You know, schools, business uh, schools have been machines. The games already had such there, but guess what? Why would you want to walk when I'm right here? You know what I mean? Like, so I used to do that a lot. I always just try to figure out a ways to like make money because, um, as I said earlier, I was gonna be on my iPad. You know, we know iPads cost money, so I just always found a way to like make things happen. Right? As a kid, that spirit came. Oh, fashion. So some of my designs are original. Like, this is original. Greatness recognized. Greatness actually came out of a conversation. Like, I was with a friend. And I'm like, you great. And she's like, you great. And I was like, you know, real, recognized, real. Well, greatness recognized greatness. And so, yes. Like, oh, shoot. That got me a shirt. And she's like, real. I'm like, nah, for real. And then the whole drip thing is, I think greatness is supposed to drip from the next. Like, if my greatness is dripping, it has got to drip on you. So I put the colors in it because I'm a very colorful person. And uh, we live in a world that we always talk about black and white issues, but we know the world's so not black and white. Um, it's so colorful. Um, even us melanated people, we all come in different shades of color, right? And so I always want to show, I always big on bright colors because even if the world has like such as, darkness that people speak of the plague that's just ugly i feel like we need to see bright we need to see sunshine so that's the reason why the colors are always so vibrant the words i just think is light right as you said it it attracts it's relevant to people that that was a message that was the whole reason why my, my brand name is so long like <laughs> bold living by design like I, I try to acronym and it's just no way to work it i don't want to go by bold because there are other names but bold living by design speaks of that like or eventually gonna be saved because of the, the shirts that people keep wearing one day. Praise Jesus on Sunday. <laughs> on a Sunday. <laughs> on a Sunday. For some people have taken it in different ways, especially unsaved people, but I meant it in a sense that God did not desire design us to have like fear and be timid and be afraid. So he meant us to live bold living lives. Whether that means talking bold, walking bold, you know, your clothes are bold because they got vibrant colors on them, that vibrant messages on them. Well, bold living by design, it should be everybody's like lifestyle. We should live a bold life. So some of the things are from conversations. Some things are like inspired. Some things are something I heard. And of course, you know, I, I go Google and make sure like somebody ain't already made it. Unless it's like some typical, like the unapologetically black or unapologetically dope that everybody keep doing. Like that's, that's cool. Another one I'll bring up is born for a time I would be needed the most. It's on a black bleach shirt. As I think you've seen on my post, like I struggle with suicide ideation, right? And um, I've kind of heard that in past, not the exact way, but it was like I was born for a time. Like, just kept talking about born for a time. 
And I was like, man, I need to be on a shirt. More for the time that I was needed the most. And I learned probably in these last five, seven years that I've been publicly sharing my story that I was needed for this time. I was needed to share my story. Like my whole reason of dealing with suicide ideation is because I felt like my parents abandoned me. I felt like there was some neglect. Um, I felt like I wasn't wanted. So people always like, well, the community love you, you know, church love you. That's cool and all. But as a child, you're not depending on the church. You're not depending on the Right. You depend on who your primary caregivers are. And for most, in most situations, it's their parents. Not every situation, but most. Yeah. It it should be. Let's do the keyword. It's supposed to be. Yeah. Ideally, this is how this should be done. Exactly. However. Yeah, don't worry about that. So for me, when I, you know, heard those words, I was like, more for time I need to know, be mo- needed the most. I was like, my mom always tells me there's a reason why she's thankful that I'm alive. But to me, like when I kind of realized what my purpose in life was and I heard them words, it just lined up like I needed somebody else to read that shirt for them and for whoever sees them wearing it. There is a time that you was needed. You, even if you was, I tell people all this. Not, it sounds so preachy. We on Sunday. I'm so sorry, but nah, this hey, that's what comes out. It's, it's, that, it's, it's real. It's real. But, that's how we feel. But even like test two babies, like everybody was. There's a reason. Like I know people de- default that, or you know, people that like now women, all women can have kids, right? So IV, IVF treatments, all that. Every child has a reason. However, they get here, there's a reason for everybody's existence. So. There you go. I didn't go to church. I ain't go to church. There but. Is. Nah, that's it. That's that's the story <laughs> though, right there. And and yeah. that's and like you said, that's authentic, and that's part of your journey. So you mentioned. So what I typically do in terms of like professionals, like I work as a counselor now, a school counselor. So there's some mental health. There's a lot of mental health training that goes into it. A lot of SEL, social emotional learning, that goes into it. But every single student that comes in my office is dealing with something different. It's crazy because a lot of them expect an immediate answer or fix right there. And I am so transparent with some of my kids. And I was like, look, I talk to folks who are professionals. My last job that I worked, I think seven out of the nine counselors I worked with all saw a therapist or a counselor. And they seem to be in pretty good health. I was like, oh, y'all just, is this for like maintenance? Like how <laughs> y'all, y'all just doing this to unpack some of the stuff y'all doing or whatever. They're like, no, you'll, you'll find people to vent to and talk to. Mm-hmm. And I tell students this all the time and they hear this on a different level. Oh, well, what am I supposed to do with this? And I was like, I'll be honest with you. This is going to take months, if not years of consistent yeah. progress, work, growth, unpacking. Hopefully you don't have to relive a lot of it, but yet learn how to try to overcome one step in the right direction. Progress every day it may not feel like it, but we're going to. And at the end of the day, we hope to be a little bit better or a little bit more of a whole version of ourselves. And in the midst of it, you're going to unpack all kinds of things about your own self, your resiliency, yeah. your self-love, how to dispel lies that were spoken over you or people said to you. And then to realize that you maybe were just surrounded by people who were struggling, hurt, broken, felt the same way you felt. And then they projected onto you. You're a parent now, primary guardian of a, almost two teens. <laughs> yeah. You've talked about it. Balance of parenting, entrepreneurship, work, be a provider. How do you delineate where your time and energy is most spent is going to be the first question. My follow up is going to be, what do you do in those times where you're like, I'm completely overwhelmed? Well, that's great because it came off a good a month that felt like that. So let's, let's do the first question was, how do, <laughs> how do you prioritize your time and, and make time for everything you got? Because you, you got a lot of irons in the fire. So we're going to speak to the future Kiki because the present Kiki is still struggling with this. 
Speak it. <laughs> One thing my friends, even my counselor shared with me, like my counselor, I'll just stick with her. I don't use a calendar, right? You know, we, we all got these phones. I don't even use this, man. Like the only thing that's on here is birthdays and paydays. That's it. <laughs> like that's <laughs> it. But I went two weeks ago, I went and actually went to Walmart late at night, bought a calendar and bought a journal. I wanted to keep track of like orders are coming, things I need to get to, being proactive now because I just came off a month that was like, hell, really. So there were some things that I, I had like three events that I knew I had to be at, right? In my mind, I'm trying to strategically think out like I, I can make this X amount of money, this. This might be weird as a business owner, but I don't go to none of these vendors really for money. I don't. 90% of it is a network, right? It's to get it out there because a lot of people know me as mental health or being a community activist. They know the family. So a lot of people know me for other reasons. 90% of it is trying to like show Keandra a business owner. The other 10% is like, let me get the deal because they're so trying to catch up like, oh, you're not a flight to no more. Oh, you should work at a hotel. Like they try to, I'm trying to get past all of that they know Keandra just to get them to, hey, so you seen the shirt? You see the city? Like, yes. <laughs> that's it. So for me, last month was basically a great example of overwhelmness because I was being pulled in different ways. And there was times where I had to be like, yo, if you can't get this to me by this time, this ain't gonna work. I'm sorry. You got to realize the business that it's not about your feelings. It's personal, right? It's all about business. Them sorries that I be willing to give because it's innate to be like, I'm so sorry. Uh-uh, I ain't sorry. This is what I told you what it was. This is what it ain't. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, it is what it is. And you can be mad, burden no more. So being about being overwhelmed, I learned to just take breaks, right? So I go back to my teenage years, right? Cool, just chilling in the car, right? Just sit in the car. My niece is always like, why are you in the, the driveway? Leave me alone. Setting boundaries <laughs> to your family and your friends. On the business side, I don't have to take every proposition. My phone ring, I ain't got to pick it up. Text time, I ain't got to answer it. You know, so sitting alone, uh, just having a moment to breathe. And um, a lot of people, like, I'm always breathing, right? Because I'm a lot. No. Learn how to breathe. Take them breaths in, you know, with a 10, five seconds, and let them yeah. out. And, and do it enough. Like, Hey, take a deep breath. And they'll breathe. And I was like, no, 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 no. You, you've been doing that. Like, no, specifically take a deep breath. And then if you ever ask them, when's the last time you intentionally took a deep breath? They'd be like, I don't know. It feels like it's been weeks because there hasn't been like a pause button to where you focus on your breathing to kind of help re help your body reset, come back down just for a minute. Because if we don't, we will go a mile a minute. Or yeah. we'll go 20 hours a day and forget and skip a meal and sacrifice to sleep because that's how we were taught. It requires that to hustle or grind and then not knowing 10 years down the road, we're going to have jacked up sleep patterns yeah. and not be able to let our bodies fully recover because we burned them. You know, we just we were grinding them down to a stump when it was the time we were supposed to really be flourishing and growing a little bit. You know, it, it changes some. I just wanted to take my break. But also... I would say find accountability people. I'm going to shoot out of name. I don't care. I, I can credit all the time. Lydia Lee is like my accountability partner. I oh, she's one of mine. No lie. Like legitimately some early mornings, like toward the end of 2022, uh, when I experienced a lot of loss in my friendship and family, five, six in the morning, even when I came home to, to lay my cousin to rest, we went and hiked for like five and a half, six miles, started like 530 in the morning. When 5.30 in the morning, it's quiet in the streets, quiet outside, ain't nothing but some, some critters in the street that ain't trying to yeah. bother you. And she's like, I'm awake then. I'm like, cool. And I just slipped out of my folks' house, 
Like I told him, I was like, yeah, like find something in the morning. Don't look for me because I'm gonna be gone. I'm gonna be walking. <laughs> like we went, we went through through the old neighborhood, literally like passed by the house I grew up in. Then we went to the park. I don't live in the city or I don't live in Elyria, but like the Cascade Park has been redone over the you know, yeah. I've just never visited that much. I'm like, I, I we'll head through there. There was waterfalls, sit by there. We saw like a family of deer. It was like really therapeutic. But that that accountability partner or partners yep. and my fa- my closest ones. All grew up at SBC. You can throw Lydia's name out there. You can throw Marco's name out there because he checks yeah. on me more than anybody else. Like today, like day of recording, Eric Mitchell's birthday. Like me and Mitch still get it in like when <laughs> I can. And and we vibe on some completely different levels, but we still got each other yeah. as needed. That accountability is key. If Lydia don't get in that butt, man. Like, yeah. She's like, not gonna let you slide with it. And I no. and I do the same thing for her. Because I'm like, hold on, if you finna call me out but hold me accountable, I'm gonna do the same for you. And and we'll be 100% honest. She'll tell you, like, I really haven't been on my... And I'm like, I haven't been either. Oh, I fell off. But today's a new day. Let's go ahead and get it back together. Yeah. Yeah, she been on me, man. Like, I see you Saturday. Last Saturday. She was like, you good, Keith? I was like, uh... I'm. She's like, did you do what I told you to do? I was like, man, leave me alone. Like, uh, she's been telling me lately. She's the reason why I started going to counseling. She's she's the reason why I started going to counseling. You mentioned something. You said not your rebranding. You are allowing others to see you in a different light. Not yeah. the Kiki. Not the kid that grew up here. Not the one that was serving. Not this person. But it's the entrepreneur, the businesswoman. But also, you said the community activist. Yeah. You it had to have been like a month, two months ago. You were like, yo, I got big news coming. And I'm like, ooh. Oh, yeah. Like, like, yeah, I'm going to tune in because I, clickbait. And if you say there's an announcement coming, I'm like, well, who? Let me let me check back. Like, I'll, yeah. I'll put it in the calendar. Like, let me see when it's coming. Talk about the community activist part and what that announcement entailed. Because that's that's big. That's huge. So community activist, and it's funny because I think this is the first time I'm actually using that word, man. So the community activist, I'm gonna say that it stemmed for me, like my actual feet and work of it. Obviously, became when I started talking about my suicide ideation and became a mental health advocate. Right? I was trying to be a public speaker. I wasn't trying to be an advocate. I learned from other speakers, like you have to use what you know. So for me, I knew that I'm black and I'm a Christian and I'm dealing with suicide, and this is something that's not talked in our community. So that in return is me trying to do this one day platform, turn into two years later seeing kids dying by suicide. Right? So then I realized, you know, schools are saying kids need to come to come to school to talk to school counselors. But we know in our community, we ain't coming. Nope. So I quickly, within 30 days after the last suicide that we experienced in 2018, I believe it was, I quickly gathered some professionals and we started doing the fair, which in turn meaning community, which wasn't black community, wasn't church community. It was literally me just serving anybody. Actually, I never even said Leary residents. I just started with the people. Yeah. I've been doing it. I did during the pandemic. Um, this past year, I didn't do as much. But in 2020, I was kind of approached to uh, seek a position of city council where our city council person at the time, you know, shout out to Marcus, you know, because I love him too. He decides to go a different course. It's really interesting. I, I really want to win this for more reasons than one. But really to tell this story, because obviously for those who are watching or listening, I was raised in politics. Basically, my grandfather, you know, served on the city council for 20 years. He was the first black mayor in the city of Elyria. So it's one thing, and I, I want to really slow down, slow down talking and say this for a minute before we get to this answer, whole answer, is just because your parents um, were educated just doesn't mean that you had to be an educator. It didn't mean your sister had to be an educator. 
Um, as children, we can either admire our parents, we can either dislike like what they're doing, we can dislike what they're doing, or we can like appreciate it, but that don't mean we gotta follow their steps. We like, man, I appreciate my parents being educated, da da da. But that don't mean I gotta follow. Uh, admire means you can admire something and then begin having a, a liking to it. You can appreciate something and not do it, but obviously if you dislike it, you turn it off from it. For me, I didn't just have an admiration or or um, acceptance of my grandfather, appreciation of him. I began to have that admiration and appreciation and realize, man, I, I would want to do this one day. And I did. I've always desired to to be not so much council woman. I, yes and no. Like as a kid, I just wanted to help my community. I didn't know what the cards but as I get older, you got to put a little title on, right? And so mm -hmm. I struggle with that even now. Yes, I'm currently, the big news is I'm running for city council in the city of Valeria for the fifth ward. I struggle with this though for 2020 to 22 because I felt like I didn't need to be in the position to cause change. We think title, we get big, we get titles, right? We, we lose ourselves. We, we the, the mission that we had changes once we get in positions. And, and I felt like if I say Kiandra, and not councilwoman, then I can still do what I want. But I also realized we got to get in these positions to cause the change at the table who were making decisions, making change. Yes, some people may say it's legacy, right? Like, oh, you're doing it because your granny did it. Well, no, because I seen them and my granny was old doing this. My granddad died at the age of 86. So you got to think about it. He was 20, I mean, he was did 20 years. So he was in his late 70s, early mm -hmm. 70s. Do, doing it at his time when most people will be retiring enjoying life he's not certain people uh, <laughs> so i'm young right and i got energy i'm I just i got this difference of um energy that my granddad did but also I have a heart that my granddad i would say passed down to me the heart for other people yeah i want to live good but i think i'd be a bad friend or a bad bad family friend if i if i ain't trying to do good for my next brother or sister and some may say that's your christian values but and the world, we meant to help others. We're not just supposed to serve ourselves. Save or unsave. Like. A very much a humanistic view in terms of who can lend a helping hand at any given time. Yes, it ties into Christian values. It ties into civic responsibility. But I've seen people help from any background, race, creed, denomination, religion, culture, perfectly fine. On any end of whatever spectrum, like you can help, you can serve, you can contribute to the well-being of others. And to your brother or your sister. So I felt like I needed to get in the fire because that's basically, you know, we when people hear politics or government, people are like, "Well, why not me?" Yes, I have this granddad who has a great legacy, but two, I'm a black woman. I believe one after this past this upcoming election isn't going to run anymore, right? So there's going to be eventually a spot to be hold. So instead of waiting for that transitioning, why not get in? So that's one representation matters as far as being young. Representation as far as being a black woman. And I, and I talk about young because part of my campaign is to get young people back to voting. One, educating them on the importance of voting. Uh, a lot of times we say, you know, our vote doesn't matter, only presidential ones. But we have to realize that it's on our local playground local that level. matters oh so much. So we live here. Like, I hate to say it, not that we don't care what, you know, they're doing in Congress. But listen, people always want to get on the cops or firefighters. That's here. That ain't federal. That's here. Like, you're talking about you know, uh, businesses or resources being available. That ain't that White House. That's They're here. local. Like, so much of it is on a local platform. And I don't think people realize that. The the last person I interviewed right before you, we had this conversation and she's running in, in a beauty pageant and she's talking about local officials that we put in office. When I say we, I'm talking about the elected positions where people go to polls and they vote on local government. 
And then they yeah. also vote on state government. And some people just check a ballot or bubble in or touch the screen if you, you know, privy to a touch screen. And that's it. And you don't even know what someone's platform is, what they stand for, what they're going to do and what, how that turns out in funding for schools. Do they support the same kind of structure that they want for local government? Um, how is that going to play on the next five to 10 years when your children are junior high, high school, like nieces and nephews are growing up in the city with the elected officials, but then you can't complain about it four months later when they've got a whole term to serve and you're like, man, this doesn't even change. Well, did you vote? Were you educated yeah. on the issues? Did you vote for a candidate, even if they weren't the top, you know, the top one on the list? But do they stand for the values and what you believe in? Exactly. And how it's going to help build your community around you? And, and, and you know, like I said, I'm, I'm trying to run an honest campaign. And this is this has been a little hard because um, politics, man, listen, I mean, I'm excited still about the journey, the campaign and all that. Win or lose. I told, I would say win or lose. People would be like, stop saying that. No, because I need y'all to understand that I'm still going to remain Keandra win or lose. Now, if I lose. Yeah, I might go to my own little corner and cry a little bit. You know what I'm saying? But I'm a rebound because my thing is I'm still going to push forward. If anything, I think it should just be ammo or fire to continue it. To continue, the, to continue the mission. Yeah. Yeah. And I think either way, it's that this is the ammo to keep going. But I say it's hard because I don't get why, why is kindness not still in your vocabulary? Why is kindness not still shown in your actions? Um, my mom's an educator and she's talking about how, you know, mean and how nasty some parents could be. And I was like, parents that you, you like serving, you see them in elementary school, you see the same child seven, eight hours a day pouring into the investing in them, and parents still get upset. And I didn't want to be an educator, but then when it kind of just happened, I was like, okay, I see what this is all about. But at the same time, I was like, okay, maybe my college is a little bit bigger than education. And that's the purpose of the podcast and whatnot. You know, say I have your child in class for 90 minutes a day for the whole year. And then all of a sudden in May, like your parent decides that they can cuss me out because they didn't like, you know, a grade you earned on a test you didn't study for. Um, wh why is your mom upset with me? So, so let me ask you this. When are city elections? That's important uh -huh. to know. May second. So I'm in the I've been counting down. So what's today? May fifth? March yeah, it's March fifth. Yeah, yeah, it's scaring me because um a lot of people haven't done really a lot of campaign. I haven't seen much and like I kinda want to make my campaign like me. Like, you know, I, I want people to come in out and know who I am. I want when I'm I'll use the example of everybody does these like spaghetti dinners, steak fries, stuff like that. That's cool, whatever, because you need money to make money to to advertise, stuff like that. But like at the same time, I feel like my side of town is very senior. So I want to do something that's like center or in the South side to get them that ain't got to go but five, 10 minutes away to get there, you know? And then this, right. let, let's, then let's have the chat, right? Because for people who don't know who I am, I want to be able to sit down. I, you know, I know knocking the doors, only so many people are going to open the doors, right? And so many people are going to get these like billfolds and, and look at it. They're going to, um, they're going to toss it away. I want to find ways that will be like family friendly oriented because I live on the South side it's, that has very low income family. So I'm just trying to make it Keanu, right? So they know who I am, not put it on a show just to make money, but also for them to get to actually know who I am. I right. guess sometimes trying to be honest and be true to who you are is not the case that always wins, but I'm hoping to at least show can be a difference. And, and that's, and that's the authentic, true you or the true self that other people are going to see in the in the self that you are showing 
kindness, honesty, transparency. I think that is uh, right up your alley. I always think of politics as a dirty game. That's not the case. <laughs> and I always think like somebody asked me not too long ago if I won uh, when maybe like three or four months ago when the lottery is up to like one point four, one point five billion dollars. And they were like, what would you buy? Like, what was the first thing you buy? And I was like, oh, there's some things I buy. <laughs> and one lady at work was said, I would buy a senator. And I was like, I beg your pardon. She was like, I would buy a senator. That way I know that the agendas that are most important to me, this person had to push in Congress or they had to do and they have to be representative of. Because after I give you so much money, you don't have a choice but to do that. Because do <laughs> like, and I was like, that's such a weird answer. But if you have an yeah. agenda, I guess that yeah. can be the case. You know. Well, one thing I just a point on that. One thing my barber told me this. He was like, you know, people are always gonna say somebody did a good job or a bad job, right? And he was saying like a lot of good people go in there with agendas, but you got to realize just like any politics, you got more than one person you know, that is going to be trying to pull for their side and what have you. And so somebody might say, oh, you're not doing a bad job, but you're not doing a good enough job. You're not speaking up. So I know those challenges are going to come, but I plan on, like I said, if I win, my goal is to have like, well, I shouldn't say everything, but one of them is to have constant communication with the residents that I would be representing on, on a quarterly basis, um, if not monthly. Monthly might get a little tired out because I know some people just ain't going to come. But at least on a quarterly basis, I would want to keep constant conversation because everybody's not going to city hall meetings. Right. Um, but I, I want to be able to keep a rapport with them, know who I am, but also listen to their concerns and bring them to the table. So I'm excited about it. So I, I'm trying to do, instead of like a steak fry and spaghetti dinner, I'm trying to do a, a taco bar with some entertainment. Everybody loves tacos. I'm trying to do a taco Tuesday. Yes. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, no, anybody turning down tacos? Like, no. it's not. We can no, make we that gonna, work. We're going to, you know, have all the, you know, for my healthy people, we're going to break it down with a little turkey meat and the real ground beef and some shrimp and some chicken. And they got the little fillings. They can do whatever they want. Uh-huh. Go do some I'm, chips, queso, and all <laughs> that. Yes. I am 100% glad you are for the people. And Let me also ask you this. <laughs> what is it that you want? I'll say your future constituents to know about you yeah just just what should they know about you that would uh, help assure that you would be the right person for city council in the fifth ward i think a lot of times people always say um they're for the people right and it's like well show me like right where have you been so i'm gonna just really name like uh, i guess two or three um when it came down to uh, a city of valeria just a few years ago um the proposal when they did the levy was supposed to be five schools, five new schools. It was going to be two junior high schools and three elementary schools. Yep. And because we had already passed the levy for the high school, which class of 07 here, our faces were on that levy. Our faces were on the on the billboards to get that levy passed, right? So was it? To, okay. Yeah, so yeah, we, didn't, we, didn't, we didn't have the nice luxuries of that Elyria High School, but it's yes, okay. Yes. So the five new schools were supposed to come, and obviously it, it took a while, right? I don't know the whole details, but with from the time it got passed to the time the labor came into doing the work, you know, it, it increased wood costs, labor costs. Uh, and so the South Side was going to be neglected of having the school, and, and our children on the South Side was going to have to go to other side of the towns, and they were going to be bus and all, a whole bunch of stuff. I remember. Well, yeah. So uh, myself, uh, to, came to the city hall. I mean, not city hall. Came to school board meeting. I planned on speaking, but then after enough had been said, I was like, "Well, I, I, I'll just." Oh, the mic came and I spoke. Um, I spoke up because 
I understand being a resident of Southside all my life and all the negative stuff that people say about it. There are good people there. There are good things that still remain there. And I felt like I voiced it, uh, a reason why we as the residents of the Southside still needed a school and not to have our kids neglected. So I spoke up. I, I've worked in the city of Valeria several times. I worked on the recreation parks and recreational. I worked on East Rec. I worked South Rec, South Pool. But actually, I was affected. There was a time where I won't say mayor's names, you know, I'll respect that. But there was a time between transition of mayors. One was favorites of um, certain different services in our community. As a recreational worker, I, I got laid off from my job. I worked at the South Rec. And I, again, I voiced why the South Rec was still needed to be open and accessible to our kids because they always say, they say that we have gang affiliated and, and kids are just on the streets. Well, the reason why is because there's nothing for them. And, and we keep expecting our children to keep going to other parts of the other town where one, they may not be elected, treated, respected, or tolerated, but we keep giving them no options here on the South side. Right. You know, we don't have a pool. We have a splash pad. I'm, I'm hoping. So I'm hoping to be a big force and try to bring that pool back. Right. Mm -hmm. So, but I spoke on the needs of keeping the South side recreation open. I would say this. I have worked in the city of Valeria. Uh, I've worked in uh, from the Parker recreational period to the um, to the courthouse to the county and the city courthouse. Actually, I'm a product of Elyria High School. Class of 07 was actually class president for three of those years too. Basically, when it comes, why I think you should vote for me or why I'm a good choice is one because I'm gonna speak up when needs to be said. Right? I'm gonna speak up not because I want my voice to be heard, just be hearing it, but I feel like when other people can't come, I'm gonna be there. I'm going to person that's not gonna back down. Uh, yes, I do things differently because I've been here and I've seen the transition of the South Side. I know the needs of the South Side and I feel like I have the energy to run this race with that. But the best reason is I feel like because I will be a voice for the community, it will actually represent the people in an honest way. It's basically the simplest way I can say it. And I think yeah. that is just as authentic as it needs to be said. And that is exactly why you should be given the platform that you have and should be running for office. I know the city of Elyria is near and dear to you. I know that even in your other travels, it feels like home. And I think for me, it's always been the people in the city that have allowed it to feel like home. The city of Valeria has a lot to offer. Like, don't just think that the other sides are the ones that are thriving. And like, there's always a lot of good business, always a lot of great quality people, especially on the South Side is too. I want the people to make sure that they are aware of. There's, there's a lot to who you are. Yeah. What you do and what you bring to the table, not only for yourself, but for family, friends, and ultimately for the city of Valeria as well. I wanted to make sure you knew that and heard that from me. Thank you. Listen, it's hard outside being a girl named Keandra. One, Bold Living by Design does have a website. It's actually boldlivingbydesignapparel.com. Also on my Facebook page, uh, Bold Living by Design Apparel. Uh, IG and Facebook. Keandra Booker will actually be converted into you know, elect Keandra Shores as, you know, councilwoman. I'm in transition. You know, I got to get those beautiful pictures up and, you know. Yeah, get the shots up. Uh -huh. <laughs> got to get the yeah. pose. <laughs> but also something that another, I guess, big news I can say now because it's happening. It is happening this year. I will have my nonprofit organization, uh, which it will be, it's mental health based and it's focusing on the areas of minorities and faith based. That yes. has always, always been my stance since I, I've started this um, because it's not a color thing, but it is a color thing. I think people should understand that no matter who's watching this, is that we have to learn to accept and not be ignorant to reality, meaning it is not accepted and not just 
black people, but all shades of anything but white has a taboo, a stereotype, a stigma that attached to us getting mentally well. We have an issue of getting that addressed. So that's the minority piece. But the faith base is everybody, right? It doesn't matter what you believe in. Right. Everybody, church, temple, mass, gathering that they have, everyone says, seek God, seek your higher being. And everybody, and you can still be a follower of your God, you know, God, we self, you know, honor, or you can, any God that may be. But the point of it is, is that everybody only feels like God can't also, but that he can also send you resources to help you within this thing called life. But right. yes, he's leading and guiding us. And yes, we need to pray. And so to break that down for you, prayer is communication with God, obviously seeking him for guidance and understanding. And some of that, some of those times is that he's telling you to go seek a counselor, maybe get medication. We don't have these issues when it comes to other elements of our body, right? Diabetes, high blood pressure. When it comes to our mind, which is the main function, if we can't function here, the rest of our body is dead. All I to say is I have a shirt that I made. It came off of the, was it DJ Rob? It takes two to make a thing go right. So. I was trying to say it takes two to make a person get right prayer and therapy. And so the name of the nonprofit is going to be called It Takes Two. But it's going to start with at least two, not just the one. It, it takes at least two. So it takes two. Nonprofit is coming up. It's, it's coming this year. It's coming this year. It's coming. And it doesn't happen overnight. All right. 2023, it takes two. Yeah. Yeah. I got okay. some councils that already agreed and some people who are just willing to help other people. And so the, com- the board is going to be a combination of professionals and then like-minded people like myself who just want to help, want to serve the community in another way. It took a while. As you said, things will happen overnight. And it's hard to align everything at Mm -hmm. the right time to be like, okay, now we're good to go. But you still got a lot of time left in 2023. Time does fly. But yeah, I'm glad you're moving in the right direction and it's coming. It takes two. I I like it. There it is. Look, I appreciate you. I appreciate your time. I'm excited for everything you've got cooking right now. I know, like you said, you've got a lot of irons in the fire. Just know that I'm super proud of you, excited for you. Like you said, win or lose, that there's a message that you get out there to the people. The people see it. Uh, Change continues to be a part of the city of Illyria um, in which you are trying to enact right now. Anything else you want to say? Thank you for the opportunity, right? Because you, you knew me. As a kid, that I, I always I love people who knew me then <laughs> can see me now. I do. I thank God for the tra- transformation. Because quick talker, um, learning from my grandmother. God rest her soul. But it's just good to see. It's good when I hear people who know me from when I was a kid. I appreciate that love. Uh, one thing I will say, we I guess we can shout out Second Baptist because they 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 built that bond with all Second kids, young and old. A lot of roots, a lot of history, and a lot of good connections, too. You're absolutely right. Fellow or former SBC members rally around each other um, through the good and the bad and thick and the thin. So it's, it's a beautiful connection to have. I agree. All right, folks, that's a wrap. Believe it or not, we actually had this conversation going for more than an hour with hilarious interruptions. Her phone was blowing up. Mine was going crazy. People were calling. We kept ignoring calls until we really had to kind of just cut it short but i want to thank you guys for listening to another episode of talking back to the teacher i'd like to thank my guest miss keandra shores y'all the show notes are loaded with links sites information 
You can see more about her campaign that is now up and running. It is going as full effect. Fifth Ward, City of Illyria, bold by design, apparel, all of that. Please, please, please do me a favor. Like, subscribe. That way, every time I post a new episode, it downloads automatically to your phone. You can tap in. This has been another episode of Talking Back to the Teacher. Hashtag Ham Radio. I appreciate y'all. Until next time.